Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Looking back at 2023, there are certainly some stories that will make their way into the history books. War in Ukraine, of course. War in Gaza, for certain. Um, and that, both those ones are far from over. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll look back on the wildfire season as historic. It definitely was. But for most of us, you know, I think the one that hits us in the face, front and center, the most impactful of the year, has been affordability, right? Cost of living, inflation, interest rates, the reality of, you know, daily life shifted for all of us in a, in a pretty short period of time. Uh, Kelly Keene is someone we've spoken to many, many times. Um, and, and Kelly is the founder of Money Wise Workplaces, also the author of several books and, uh, and you know, someone that we've spoken to about f- finances and, and, you know, money issues for, for years. Kelly is a financial guru, if you will. And um, she joins us now to walk through 2023 and what we might see going forward. Kelly, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Always appreciate your time. Always great to be with you. Thanks, Shay. It really has been an incredible year in your world, I would think. So what stands out to you as someone who deals with financial issues all day, every day, and has for a long time? What's the theme of 2023? Uh, The theme is, I think, a little bit of disbelief and Mm -hmm. fatigue. Like, people have been facing... You know, the, just the cost of everything increasing for so long. And Shay, to like put it in perspective, you know, since the Bank of Canada started raising interest rates in early 2022, the total amount of mortgage interest payments has increased by just about 90 percent. Like, Jeez. you know, we we kept hearing that stat, and and I don't know how it hasn't changed. Quite honestly, that you know, 50 percent of Canadians are 200 dollars away from not being able to pay their bills. Like, if your mortgage is over double you're paying just about a hundred percent more. I, I don't honestly know how a lot of people are hanging on and I know they are barely hanging on. So um, I think there's some solace in the conversation that everybody is suffering. Yeah. You know, this isn't just, um, you know, people with high interest rate credit card debt. This is everyone, you know, I'm talking to people with six, you know, six figure salaries that are like, Oh my God. Um, and then you know, it, it, for me, it's kind of shocking because these like portfolio managers and economists way above my pay grade, um, even Tiff Macklem, the head of the Bank of Canada, saying just a couple of years ago, interest rates are low. They're not going anywhere. And, and in fact, all these experts said they can't. They can't increase because the world can't handle it. Well, here we are and people are, are having to deal with it. But at, at what point does it just become too much for people? Yeah. And those interest rates, like you say, if you've got a mortgage or anything like that, they've had to renew in the last 18 months. It's it's a shocker. It's a real mm-hmm. eye-opener. And on top of it, Kelly, just the, the cost of living, just what we've seen happen with inflation over the last two years has completely changed everything, too. It has. And, and you know what's interesting, though? On the flip side, I'm also having a conversation, a lot of conversations with people. I'm not an advisor or a coach or mm-hmm. anything like that, so I'm not providing advice, but people who are like maybe sitting on, you know, their emergency savings is hanging out in a bank account and they've never really thought about interest because we were never paid That's it. That's right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, hey, if you are on the 
and you have ten or twenty or fifty thousand sitting in a savings account, please by all means get on the phone with your banker, shop around, look at um, you know, GICs, maybe you've never thought of a guaranteed investment certificate at your bank. Now, a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to lock in. You know, there's cashable GICs. There's great, um, you know, high interest rate savings accounts. Some of them are, you know, virtual banks. They're not bricks and mortar, but you're still protected with CDIC coverage. So if you are one of those that have, have saved well and maybe don't have that kind of debt, please look, because like that's thousands of dollars you could be leaving on the table every year in some interest that, you know, you just never thought to even check. <laughs> it wasn't even an issue for so long. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You mentioned debt, and there's been a number of stories about rising debt levels, Canadian taking on more debt, businesses, mm-hmm. individuals, mm-hmm. households, racking up, you know, lines of credit, credit cards, things like that, just to make ends meet. That's a double-edged, well, not a double-edged sword, but uh, that's going to get you two ways, because now you've got the debt and it costs more to service it, right? I mean, that's a really dangerous spot to be in, and we're we're seeing a lot of it. Yeah, we are seeing a lot of it. So if we're talking about credit card debt, that's just stayed really high and doesn't really change with interest rates. It's just always really, really high. So if you are facing credit card um, debt and you're not paying it off, you're only paying the minimum, please dig into that. Now, I know it's really hard. People just kind of put their hands up in apathy and frustration saying, "Ah, I don't have any more money. Okay, got it. But um, if you're, let's say, in a 24.99% interest rate credit card, just by calling up your bank and getting into a lower interest rate card, all banks have cards that offer still really high, but 12.99%, let's say, you're cutting your interest rate in over half. You're going to save thousands of dollars and years on the life of that credit card. No bank is going to call you up and say, hey, did you know we've got a lower interest rate option? Yeah, there's no bells and whistles. You're not going to get the rewards points, but who cares if you're in debt? Now, that's the credit card debt, Shay, but a lot of people use their lines of credit, you know, um, and and, and this is where it's really important, too, to look at your mortgage because some people are like, well, I'm in a fixed, I'm still okay, but they don't realize that maybe a large chunk of their mortgage is actually structured as a line of credit that floats with prime. So that has increased, you know, precipitously, and there's nothing you can do about that. But that was maybe debt where you were like, ah, you know, you renovated the kitchen years ago, you went on some vacations, and now what was costing you $150 a month might be costing you $600 a month. So you want to tackle that and at least look at, okay, maybe you don't have the extra funds right now, but is that something you should roll into your mortgage later on, forcing you to pay it off? Because a line of credit, you only have to pay interest, but that also means you're never paying it off. Yeah, and that that's where you don't buy, and you make such a good point that um, like the banks will just let you sit. It's good for them. I mean, <laughs> they like that. Yeah. They want somebody, so they're not going to reach out and say, "Hey, let, let me help you." Um, you're going to have to do that work on your own. The other side of this equation, I think, in a lot of people, you know, I I've just turned 52, so I'm sort of starting to look at the end of the runway here and thinking, okay, how much time is left for me? Um, mm-hmm. When the cost of living does this, mortgage rates go all the. The one thing I think a lot of people start to look at, you know, with a bit of side eye is retirement plans and savings plans. That's the first thing we cut into, right? Probably a big mistake, but we do it. Well, you've got to do what you've got to do. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, give yourself a break. (laughs) Uh, And this is not the time for shame and embarrassment. This is the time to be like, okay, it is what it is. What do we do now? So, you know, you were talking about the banks. Yes, they're not going to call you up and help you, but they are very helpful, 
So, first of all, the bank doesn't want to take your house. They really don't. They don't want you to get into trouble. They want to help you. So, if you're already in trouble or there's some, you know, red flags, you're, you're maybe going to lose your job or your spouse is, get on the phone with them and have a conversation. I have heard phenomenal things from, all, you know, people reaching out to their banks, very helpful, helping them figure out, do you need to, you know, extend out your amortization to make lower payments? Do you need deferrals? Like, they're very helpful. So, don't be scared to call your bank, but also they're not going to call you. So yeah. silence is not a good thing. Okay. So now you probably like if you're in trouble, yeah, the first thing you're going to stop is the RSP contributions, the TFSA, maybe the employer matching programs. That's like free money. If your employer is offering you these matching programs, please do everything possible to not leave that money on the table if you can. But if you can't, you know what? You're going to get back on your feet. This is where maybe reach out to a nonprofit credit counselor or a fee-only financial planner. Now you might be saying, why would I reach out to a financial planner if I have no money? Well, you know, maybe they can help structure. You don't have any money, but if you did take an, I'm just making this up. If you did take an RSP loan because you still have good income, that would actually generate you a refund in the new year. You could use that to pay down debt. They may be able to, you know, when you're stressed, your aperture, your your focus is narrowed. You want people that can see opportunities you can't. And, and you know what, Shay, most of these folks are going to give you a free 15 or 30 minute call. You can even call them anonymously. Like, why not take advantage yeah. of these professionals offering you some help instead of trying to figure it out all on your own? We just don't do that, right, Kelly? We just sort of no. sit there and suffer and, yeah. and hope things will get better. When I mean, we, we spend so much money on banking. I don't think we realize it, but we all pay fees. Oh we all pay. Gosh. We might as well get something out of it, right? Well, and that's the thing, like really doing a deep dive. Maybe you don't do it now. It's holidays. I get it. But you might have a little time after the holidays to just go, let's just look at everything. See, you know, in the old days, old days, it wasn't that long ago, we actually used to get our bills in the mail. I don't know about you, Shay, but most people don't get their credit card statements in the mail. We don't get our bank account statements. So it's on us to go, yeah, I'm quite sure most of your callers have a number of credit cards. How much are your annual fees on that? Are you negotiating that? Are you getting into a no-fee credit card? Because there's there's hundreds of credit cards. You can get into a no-fee one. Like all these, it's like a, like death by a thousand cuts, right? Bank fees here and mm, credit card fees is. there. So when you add it all up, it does feel kind of gross, but it also, I think, catalyzes you to go, you know, what can we do moving forward? What are our options? And, and actually, quite honestly, that helps you get out of a lot of stress. Like um, TELUS has this mental health index every month for workers. And of course, that just keeps decreasing where people are feeling more stressed in the workplace. That affects their mental health, right? Financial issues affect your mental health. But I can guarantee you what helps you feel more confident is at least knowing where you sit and talking to someone that says, look, these little things are going to make a big difference. And then you do the things because you actually feel like it's going to help get you out of your situation. But if you don't know where you sit, it's almost impossible to get out. And you know what, you know what it does, Kelly, right away? Because um, I've been in this spot. You, you get sort of, hey, I've got a plan. I've got some help. We're, right. we're, we're not just sitting here stuck in misery. You know what I mean? Suddenly yeah. a light appears. It may be way, way down at the end of a very long tunnel, but it's there. 
Exactly, because just sitting there not knowing is what just exacerbates yeah. that fear, those sleepless nights. You might not love the prescription. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to love it, but at least you know what you need to do, and it's not forever, right? It's like as soon as you get out of it, you can go back to how you were before, but it does. It gives you that agency, that confidence to go, yeah, what I'm doing actually is making a difference. Okay, last one, and a little bit of optimism, as we said, goes a long way, and I think there is room for optimism as we look to 2024, right? It looks like inflation has sort of come back down to earth. There's talk of interest rates coming back down. I mean, are we? do you think we're getting towards the end of the storm here, Kelly? Oh, that's a good question. Um, probably getting close because the Bank of Canada wants, you know, inflation around the 2 to 3% mark. So we're, we're getting close. Will rates come down this year? I don't know. Like, who knows? I yeah. mean, if Kip Macklem didn't get this right, who I can't listen to any of the economists with confidence, but it is looking rosier. Um, but you know what? I, I love that people are paying attention to their finances, that this is a tough time, Shay, but I think it's going to give us, um, you know, muscles, financial flexibility and muscles for the future to go, wow, we really have to pay, like no one's coming to save us. This is the wake up call to go, you're taking you know, charge of your finances, you're looking at it for the future. And remember, looking at ways to bring in more money, I think is also a more positive way to have this conversation that it shouldn't all be about cutting. Like, you know, talking to your family, what are ways to bring in more money if it's not a raise at work? Is it going back to school, using some of your RSPs to upgrade your education? Like, what can you do in the next 12 to 36 months to bring in more money? Might not be immediate, but I always find that's a, a more interesting positive conversation to have. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we always talk about cut this, cut that, but there are ways where maybe you can work on the other side of that equation that uh, we don't necessarily think of. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think we we get trapped in that, uh oh, 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 we got to cut, 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 but maybe you can make up the shortfall another way. Well, and that's the thing. And Shay, by the way, 52-year runway is very long, my friend. <laughs> you, with technology and where we're going, I don't know about you. I'm 48. I, I hope to live to 130, and I'm going back for, oh, like, geez. retraining. When I'm, like, <laughs> 70, 75, I fully intend to go back to university and get some advanced degree. So you got a long way to go, my friend. My unborn my unborn grandchildren shuddered to think I might be 130 because <laughs> they're going to be the ones looking after me if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, all all the best. I always love chatting. Merry Christmas. We'll talk in 2024. You as well. Thanks, Shane. Merry Christmas. Happy you, holidays. Bye, thanks. my friend.